0: There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. Hello, you're listening to a brand new episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim. Where this week we're bringing you our review of the Super Mario Brothers movie. I'm Timmy Flan,d movie buff,
2: and it's a me, Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. <laughs> oh my
1: god! Okay, that's it. That's our review. <laughs> that's our whole conversation. Nothing will be better. Than that. <laughs> All right, where was I? What's our intro? And we love to talk all things movies.
2: (laughs) Completely threw you off. You threw me. This week, we're talking the Super Mario Brothers movie, which is based on the world of Nintendo's Super Mario video games and brings Brooklyn Plumber Brothers Mario and Luigi to animated life on the big screen. When Mario and Luigi are transported down a mysterious pipe and separated in a magical new world, Mario embarks on a quest to find Luigi. With some training from the strong-willed ruler of the Mushroom Kingdom, Princess Peach, Mario taps into his own superpower.
1: The Super Mario Brothers movie is directed by Aaron Horvath of Teen Titans Go fame and Michael Yelenic, who has brought us DC animated series Batman and Wonder Woman as part of his filmography. Yes.
2: The screenplay is by Matthew Vogel of Minions The Rise of Guru fame and it stars Chris Pratt, Anya Taylor-Joy, Charlie Day, Jack Black, Keegan-Michael Key, Seth Rogen, Fred Armisen and Charles Martinet.
1: I was going to say, I'm going to launch him with this, Lee. Mm. Eat your heart out, Chris Pratt, because uh, you're coming for his uh, <laughs> voice talents here with the, with the intro to this episode. I don't know about that. <laughs> we'll see. You, you'll be coming for his crown for the sequel, mm. no doubt. Lee, what is your relationship with the Super Mario world? You used to play it as yes. a kid. Did you love it?
2: Yes. I had a Super Nintendo NES back in the day, the one with the cartridges that you had ah. to blow on before you put them back in.
1: Classic. God, that's a throwback, Mm -hmm. isn't it? (laughs) Having to do that (laughs) for them to work.
2: Yeah. What about yourself?
1: Oh yeah. I'm a huge Super Mario Brothers fan. I especially have an affinity for Mario Kart. I know that's really basic and simple, but there's just something so classic about that game and its iterations that have come out over Mm. the decades that I I simply just cannot get enough of Mario Kart. Throw it on. And I will play with a grin from ear to ear every time. So you
2: would have loved the whole sequence in this film that involved the Mario Karts.
1: You have no idea, and of course it was Rainbow Road. So I was just going <laughs> back to my childhood and even my adult years because there's just nothing better than Rainbow Road in yeah. my opinion. So I was I was stoked that they chose to reflect that in the movie. I
2: still play the Wii version now.
1: You still have a Nintendo Wii.
2: I, I do. Why is that shocking?
1: <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't even know why I had such an inflection in my voice with that question. I guess I just don't know many people who still have a Nintendo Wii.
2: (laughs) I do. Let's get into the story of this film because it was really fun seeing these characters on the big screen. There's been a bit of controversy, of course, around the voice casting of Chris Pratt and Charlie Day as Luigi and Mario. Mm. But let's start with the story. Okay. So I felt the film was true to the spirit of the game. Okay. Behind the scenes, it's co-produced by the creator of Mario, the person who invented Mario and the representative mm. director of Nintendo, Shigeru Miyamoto. So having that pedigree behind the scenes goes a long way into what we see on the screen.
1: I agree, Lee. I think overall they really do honour the game and its characters and the world really nicely. However, how successfully to a, to a point? Because what I was taking away from this was that they, they played it really safe. But do you think that was okay?
2: They played it safe. Yeah, well, that's one of the criticisms that are are going around with early screenings is that the story was really simple. Mm. It is simple. And I don't see a problem with that generally. It moves at quite a fast pace. It's a really tight one and a half hours, I think. Is that right?
1: Yeah, it's only 92 minutes long. Which is
2: perfect for kids. Mm. And I guess, you know, unlike other illumination animations, there isn't a lot of emotional stakes. They don't dive into that and a lot of character development. They're really relying on the fact that you're familiar with the games and the characters. So, I mean, if you're an adult and you're not a fan of the games – it might not be enough for you. And I think that's where a lot of the criticisms are coming from.
1: Yeah, look, I'm trying to position this around not necessarily a criticism, but understanding that I'm not necessarily the audience for this movie, although I went in expecting it to be Mm -hmm. because I've been playing this game for so long. It was my childhood. But I've also got to remind myself that I'm almost 35 years old. And when you're making like an animated film about a bunch of larger-than-life characters, then maybe Mm. you're not the target audience. But just to build on your point, I I really was expecting that they would have maybe had a bit more fun with the characters and the humour because Mm. it was really simple. But simply put, they're making it for kids and I had to be at peace Mm. with that when I left the film to try and figure out what I'd just watched.
2: I disagree slightly because it's definitely made for kids. Unlike other Illumination animations, there isn't a lot of – higher-brow jokes aimed at just adults. You might find that in Minions and the Bad Guys, for example. But this really is a fun, nostalgic movie for the kids or, and this is what I want to add to your point, your inner kid. Because if you grew up playing Nintendo games, I think you're going to get a lot out of this film and I did because there's so many Easter eggs or – Let me put it another way, Yoshi eggs
1: (laughs) Uh, spaced throughout the
2: film. There are so many Easter eggs for fans of the games and I think people will get a kick out of that. But, yeah, if you're looking for a deeper uh, emotional story, it's not there.
1: Yeah. I mean, in some parts it was. I mean, when we do talk about characters, I think the main takeout would be that it's quite surface level, but we've never met or known these characters outside of them just uttering things like, wahoo, and (laughs) let's go, and things like that. So Mm. they had a task on their hands to really flesh out not only the story and the world from segmented levels that you play playing in a video game, but also the characters that come with it. Mm. Bowser, for me, was one that I think they nailed perfectly because he was yeah. quite complex and layered as well. I just don't think they got to the dizzy heights that Jack Black gave across the board, but you are right. It's tapping into your inner child They had to keep it tight for an audience that it was targeted towards, all Mm. those things. Yeah,
2: and it's hard to squash all of that into an hour and a half. Mm. One interesting tidbit, though, from the original games is that Miyamoto conceived of the character of Mario back in the 80s. Okay, And he first appeared as a character that was kind of nicknamed Jumpman in a game called Donkey Kong. And he was part of a love triangle between the ape, a carpenter, which was the early iteration of Mario and a woman. And without giving too much away, they've really played on that origin story in the movie, which I thought was quite clever.
1: You know, I didn't know that Mario was originally a carpenter. I thought he was always a (laughs) plumber.
2: No, he was a supporting character in Donkey Kong.
1: There you go. So, Donkey Kong, I guess, is the MVP of his own story, Especially, especially in this movie, he's a bit of a celebrity, yeah. isn't Which he? Which
2: explains why we find him in this film. He wasn't just a Nintendo yeah. character added for the sake of it. He has origin ties to Mario. Yes, but yeah, I like. I think a lot of this film is really just honouring the origins of Mario and Luigi and the game and all the Easter eggs. So it really is for fans and for kids.
1: Speaking of honouring the origins, can we just talk about how they set up Mario and Luigi in this movie Mm -hmm. as brothers from Brooklyn, from an Italian family? Wrapped up in that is this really fun way of basically introducing us to these characters for the very first time. Is their new business advert for their plumbing business. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Which also played as a vehicle to address what you referenced at the top of the episode, which were some controversies around the accent. Yes. How did you feel that they dealt with that from a story and character perspective in the movie?
2: I see why they did did it that way. And uh, it's interesting that they did it that way. I'm glad that they addressed it.
1: Yes. Like immediately as well. They didn't shy away from yeah. it. They just threw you in going, okay, we need to a- assess this whole accent thing. Yeah. And they do it in quite a fun way. And for me, it it kind of worked.
2: Yeah. To explain, Mario and Luigi are Italian Americans. Mm. And I guess they just kind of lean into their heritage for the commercial purposes, for the gimmick, for the business. Yes. And look, I understand yeah. why they didn't even attempt to have Pratt do the accent because that would have been a thousand times worse <laughs> than casting <laughs> an appropriate actor in the voice role. But it's still disappointing that they couldn't get someone more relevant or suitable. It's, it's very cynical but what they've done is they've, they've chosen someone like Chris Pratt to hang – the box office success on. Yeah. But when you've got an IP like this that is so popular, people were going to go and see it anyway.
1: You're so right. Did they really need the name like Chris Pratt to be the voice of Mario? Because Mario is what people are going to see, not Chris Pratt as Mario.
2: No. And in the context of the film and the way they addressed the accent, Chris Pratt didn't do a bad job. I don't think he did a bad job. He's he's quite good at voice acting. Mm. We've seen him in the Lego movies and all those kind of things. But, Mm. yeah, I mean, they could have even got the original voice actor – who voices the games. He still voices the games, Charles Martinet, and he actually makes an appearance in this film as Mario and Luigi's father.
1: Ah, is that his voice? Yes. Oh, okay. That's nice. That's cute. He
2: is the original Mario and Luigi. And I don't know why they didn't get him to do Mario.
1: I think it's just this ingrained thing that Hollywood does now where the names behind the voices need to be big Hollywood actors Gone at the time of the Disney animated films of yesteryear, even as recently as the 90s, you would actually cast voice actors. You Mm. would actually cast voice performers who did that for a living. It kind of hit this ceiling with Shrek because you had Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy Mm. and Cameron Diaz voicing those iconic characters. And then Hollywood were like, whoa, we're onto something here. And then it's just this whole extra economy of Hollywood, of actors just banking serious, serious coin, lending their voice to animated characters. So I'm not surprised they went down that road here, despite that it could have worked without it, I think.
2: And speaking of the voice acting, let's let's continue down this road. Charlie Day as Luigi. I love him in voice acting roles. He has a really iconic voice. So I'm I'm happy that he played Luigi. Although Luigi doesn't get a lot of screen time in this film. He's
1: definitely sidelined, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, that's another criticism of the film, that Mario and Luigi aren't together for all that long.
1: No, it's that classic setup where the titular characters, you meet for a hot minute and then they get separated and the adventurer is trying to reconnect them, to join up again. Mm. Like It's a classic story, but as a result, then one of the characters is sidelined and sadly it's Luigi because... He offered some really good energy to the story. He's deeply anxious and nervous. Mm -hmm. He's a bit of a scaredy cat, a bit of a Mm -hmm. bumbling idiot, but really endearing all the same. And I think that Charlie Day offered a really good balance of that character through his work.
2: And we did get a sequence at the beginning of the film where they, they work together like they do in the game, yeah. the two-player, two-hander as they're uh, running through the streets of Brooklyn, which was quite fun.
1: Yeah, I really liked that. That was the first sort of introduction into the classic getting around obstacles mm-hmm. to get from A to B in there, which obviously evolves in when they go into the magic Mushroom Kingdom world, the stuff that we're more familiar with from the games.
2: The MVP of this film absolutely has to be Jack Black as Bowser. (laughs) We knew that going in. I knew he was going to be my favourite going in. I was surprised by how they tilted Bowser's power-hungry motivation. And I don't want to spoil it here. Mm. I was was surprised at that kind of storyline. What did you think?
1: I quite liked that he was a big meanie with a big heart, to be honest, because it just added some depth to his character that only Jack Black can exude. Mm. And, of course... Through the medium of song, which we're not surprised that he brought that layer of the character to the piece, right? So good.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's perfect for the role. Gruff, menacing, but also cartoonish and fun. And he gets that big uh, musical moment.
1: Of course he does. I'm sure he wrote it into his contract or something (laughs) like that. I
2: think he wasn't (laughs) sure about doing it, actually, but I think they convinced him. I'm glad they did. It was fun.
1: Me too. You actually can't imagine the movie without that moment or those moments because For me, they just worked really well in encapsulating his character and went to those areas of quirky funniness that I think other areas of the film lacked and without that it, it could have been a bit of a plateau of an experience so I'm, mm. I'm glad it's in there.
2: We've got Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach. I think she nailed it. She did a great job. Mm. Strong-willed as we said at the beginning. You don't get a lot of character backstory about her though again.
1: No you're just thrown in that you know she ain't no princess who needs rescuing that much as clear. She's a bit of a kick-ass fighter and a really strong, dedicated leader to her people. But they did tease about how she doesn't know how she got there. Mm. So there's something to uncover about her character maybe in future films, but it was missing from the mix.
2: No doubt setting up sequels 100%.
1: Oh, God, yeah. With all the mid and end credit scenes and all those (laughs) other Easter eggs that happened throughout, this is going to be a franchise. That's for sure.
2: Well, they're hoping for it to be anyway. And that's another thing we didn't mention. Mm. There's two end credit scenes, which are quite far. Like it really is at the end of the credits. Mm. You really got to sit and wait for it.
1: I mean, they're kind of inspired by the MCU, right? Mm. Where they keep you sitting at your seat till the bitter end while you're holding onto your bladder to go out to the bathroom. You just got to hang in there (laughs) because there could be something.
2: (laughs) I also thought one of them was a bit of a nod to Chris Pratt's Jurassic World series too. I won't spoil anything, but I'd love to hear what other people think when they see it.
1: Yeah, 100%.
2: Keegan-Michael Key, of course, voices Toad who also doesn't have a lot to do, but he's a really accomplished voice actor. So I kind of wish he did have a bit more to do.
1: I quite liked his version of Toad. Really enthusiastic, resident of Mushroom Kingdom with an appetite for adventure. But that's really all you took away from it. (laughs) Toad is a character that I always choose to play in Mario Kart as well. So I was particularly excited to see more of him. Sadly, didn't quite get there. Yeah, you
2: didn't get much of him in the Mario Kart sequence either, did you? No. Mm.
1: What, what's a character that you always pick when you play Mario Kart? Do you have a go-to? Oh,
2: I'm probably Princess Peach. Ah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to do a special mention. Not a main character, but really has to be called out. The blue Luma star from Super Mario Galaxy, who pops up throughout the film, trapped in a dungeon, <laughs> trapped in a cage. And this little star is so psychopathic nihilistic, (laughs) this little thing whose toddler voice is at hilarious odds with its attitude of just wanting life to end because it's all meaningless. And everyone around it is just like, oh my God, stop.
1: They're stuck within their cages with this Yep, yeah, complete psychopath, very, very funny comedy layers. Yeah. I agree. They were they were arguably the MVP of the movie. <laughs>
2: oh, do you know who we forgot to talk about? Seth Rogan as Donkey mm. Kong.
1: Hey, were you surprised by what he brought to the role? Because I was. I
2: was and I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, me too. I really, really liked it. I was worried again with another actor like Seth Rogan who has such an iconic voice and you think, Will this work mm. with this classic character of Donkey Kong? And I really, really think that it did. He
2: had a lot of fun with the role, you could tell.
1: Yeah, 100%.
2: (laughs) Can we talk about the animation? I just love how the characters were brought to life visually. The animation team Mm. should be really proud of themselves. Big pats on the back for everyone involved because it looks fantastic.
1: For me, it was the biggest strength of the film and illumination entertainment know-how to deliver in this space, especially when it comes from animating and bringing to life Characters, but They had a task on their hands to give a life to these characters that we haven't seen in this way before. Mm. And I really believe that they got that balance right because everything stood out from a visual perspective for me in this movie. There are no flaws. There are <laughs> literally no flaws.
2: Yeah, 100% agree with you on that one. I also want to talk about the music a little bit because... They use a lot of 80s music, which I thought was a really nice touch because, you know, Mario was created in the 80s. Mm. And it just references that era, but it wasn't overpowering either. Like very familiar songs, but it, it just didn't really hit you over the head with the soundtrack. And the way Brian Tyler remixed in those iconic 8-bit sounds Mm. and character themes from the game. I got a real kick out of that. Sometimes when I heard the music of some of the character themes, I was like, oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it crept in but in all the right ways. And it, it offered a real beautiful cinematic voice to make it feel just that little bit more epic and that little bit more fun. And it was certainly those small pockets of hits of nostalgia that definitely came through. With the music, which is a really enjoyable experience for me, yeah. because when you're racing down Rainbow Road or traversing through Mushroom Kingdom, and the music, that familiar music soundscape, creeps in. Yeah, it was just a really great experience. Even
2: that little sound of the zombie skeleton turtles falling to pieces and then coming back up again—that yes. I can't even do it, but that we kind of. <laughs> Like bones rattling kind of sound. Yeah, exactly. It's iconic.
1: Iconic. And even the simple things from a sound perspective, like the coins and using the power up with the mushrooms, just all those really familiar, iconic sounds were just woven into the Mm. narrative really nicely. Yeah,
2: done really, really well.
1: Can I just call out one thing from an animation and character perspective Mm. that... I don't know why it jarred me so much. It made me feel really uncomfortable. Oh, right. (laughs) I'm keen to hear what you think. I didn't know how to feel when Mario and Luigi took their hats off and you could see their hair. Like, I just wasn't (laughs) expecting their hats to ever come off and then what their hair would look like.
2: Right. Do you know there's a whole department that focuses just on hair? Because Bowser's hair is just luscious and flowing. It looks fantastic.
1: It really does. <laughs> you know, I, I'd be so upset if you were allocated to hair animation for a film where the titular characters kept their hats on the entire time. <laughs> exactly. Maybe they're like, oh, let's look out for the, the hair animated people and we'll make them take the hat off from time <laughs> to time so they've got some work to do. <laughs>
2: But you felt confronted by that moment.
1: I don't know how I felt about the little fringe quiff. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like, I, I just... I don't know. It was cute. It was. I liked it. But I was... Whoa, Mario without a hat. Like, it just... It, <laughs> took me a while to get used to it.
2: Mario without a hat. There you go. On that (laughs) note, let's wrap up our review of the Super Mario Brothers movie, shall we?
1: Okay, let's do it, Lee. The Super Mario Brothers movie is a fun escape to the cinemas. Illumination have produced their best animation work to date with some truly breathtaking set pieces and character work. As a long-time fan of the Super Mario games, I was giddy with excitement, but quickly realized that they didn't make The film, for me, a nearly middle-aged man wanting his greedy fix of nostalgia. This is a film for kids and despite my qualms with the story, characters and general safe approach to the IP, it is still good fun and I look forward to how they will build out this world and franchise with future films. I'm going to rate the Super Mario Brothers movie three, Popcorn Kernels.
2: I find it interesting that the nostalgia wasn't enough for you as a fan.
1: Oh, look that is a pointed question that i that i could dive in further just to clarify like there is so much nostalgia mm-hmm. in here it's it's definitely true but I think I wanted the nostalgia to manifest into something that had a bit more meat on its bones, if that makes mm. sense. I was excited to see how they were going to flesh out these characters a lot, give them some of that depth. Yeah. And I just don't think they got there. They were limited by runtime. They were limited by the audience they were making it for. And I just have to be okay with that because I'm <laughs> 35, not 12, you know?
2: <laughs> well, the Super Mario Brothers is simple. It's colourful. It's and it plays out in a very reasonable one and a half hours. It's perfect for the young or the young at heart but if the creators set out to leave an unforgettable impression on audiences it's not at the same game level of Illumination's other offerings. It's not going to become a cult classic like the popular games it's based on but it's definitely a good time at the movies for the whole family so I'm going to give it three popcorn kernels out of five too.
1: On the same page with a really unique take on it but... For different reasons. Different reasons, that's right. But I'm so glad that we still had a good time because you definitely will it's colorful fun that's for sure well the super mario brothers movie is in australian cinemas from april 5th
2: and that's it for another episode of popcorn podcast we hope you enjoyed our review of the super mario brothers movie
1: and as always friends thank you so much for listening
2: we'll catch you next time wahoo we have a website popcornpodcast.com. Make sure you check it out. We've got all our episodes up there for you to listen to.
1: If you'd like to get to know us a little better, there's an about us section and we run ticket giveaways. So keep an eye on the website for more information.